and welcome to From the Hawk's Nest. I'm your host, Matt Bergman, and today my guest is Robert Kennedy. He's a 1983 graduate of Quincy College and grew up in the small town of Pleasant Hill, Illinois. He earned his Bachelor's of Arts at Quincy College and two Masters in History and Political Science at Western Illinois University and then went on to complete his Ph.D. in History at the University of Illinois. Robert teaches history courses at Old Dominion University, and he volunteers at the Virginia Beach Central Library, where he oversees art shows, and he recently launched a website on literature and visual arts called The Easy Chair. In today's episode, we're going to talk with Robert about his career opportunities, areas of service, and what he's doing now. Robert, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're very welcome, Matt. Uh, It's my pleasure. Let's go back to the early days, and you grew up, as we already mentioned, in Pleasant Hill, um, and you had some connections with QU, but what made you choose Quincy College, Quincy University? Um, I have to say it was a bit um, accidental, but uh, serendipity. It turned out to be a very good choice for me, even if I didn't necessarily make it for good reasons. I looked at uh, several other colleges in uh, Illinois, um, Millican and um, so forth, and I preferred a smaller uh, liberal arts college. And um, so that was a reason that I chose Quincy, but also it was pretty close by. And uh, for me at that time, I was pretty shy at that time. And um, so that's why I started there. But um, it ended up being, um, in the long run, a very good choice, I think. Wonderful. And I'm sure you have many memories of your time here at QU. I do. And uh, I made a lot of good friends there. Um, It was, you know, a transition uh, for most college students. That is uh, certainly true. Um, and I started out actually as an accounting major. I had no idea. My older brother had um, majored in accounting at a different school. But I really had always loved history and taking classes with um, Father Apche and um, uh, Father uh, Kenneth Capalpo. And I decided, uh, I believe it was in my junior year, maybe in senior to switch over. And it was a very good move. Um, and then I remember uh, my senior thesis with um, Father Capalbo. I love that class. And it was the first time that I, you know, I'd done research before for papers, but this was really at a much more serious level. And I just loved doing it. And so that really set me eventually on my career path. Well, it's obvious that you really enjoy uh, the subject of history. What led you to actually go forward and get a doctorate degree? Um, That was um, circuitous as well as many of my decisions in life, I think. even though I loved history, I actually, uh, I was using, I was trying to be practical. Of course, my parents wanted me to be practical. And instead of going on the teaching route to go to law school, and um, I actually did 
go to St. Louis University for um, orientation week and realized I was not thusly oriented. And so I went <laughs> to um, Western Illinois and actually first into political science um, for some kind of uh, job, maybe, you know, government service or something. And I did eventually finish that, but I, again, my love of history brought me back. And so um, I finished my master's. And, and by that point, I really knew that I wanted to uh, pursue history as a career and um, hopefully teach. And so I got into uh, the U of I. And after school, um, I don't know if it was right away, but you, you, you spent time working with Harper's Weekly. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes, I had written my dissertation on George William Curtis. Um, not much remembered today, but he was actually a major figure in cultural and political circles in the late 19th century and a longtime editor of uh, first the weekly and then the monthly. Um, and I was interviewing at history conferences for tenure track teaching jobs. When my advisor, who was also there, called me up and he said, you know, they have a book area and so forth. Uh, and they were just starting database things. This was in the um, uh, mid-90s, mm-hmm. 95. Um, and he said, there's a company down there that is scanning Harper's Weekly and creating a database. And he said, go introduce yourself. And so I did, and I must have made an impression because the president of it, um, you know, when I uh, wanted to meet with me at the conference, and we did, I didn't think much about it, but he kept calling me and offering me a job. And, you know, I was set on teaching, but I finally said, okay, I'll give you two years. <laughs> and uh, it ended up being 12. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Again, kind of serendipity. Um, but And so that's why I moved out to Norfolk. That's where the office was. And um, I was in charge of creating uh, an index. We, uh, I wasn't on the technical side, but I created and we did index it manually. We would go through and decide, you know, what subject, uh, you know, category to put it in. And um, so that was sold to for the Civil War era to um, colleges and universities, about 500 of them. And then we decided, well, really the president, to do free educational websites based on it. And for the rest of my time, uh, the next 10 years, that's mainly what I did. I chose uh, content, uh, text and illustrations. I wrote biographical sketches and timelines and commentary and so forth um so uh, yes and it was actually it's called harp week uh so it's a uh, condensed form of harper's weekly which is the monthly continues not the weekly but uh the free websites are online uh, harpweek.com awesome and i think that that's um such an interesting you know turn of events, really, because that's not probably what you were intending at all to do with a good chunk of your career. Right, exactly. Um, I was not. And I, you know, I had taught as a, for the first time as an adjunct at University of Illinois, and I loved it. 
Uh, it was a lot of work, of course, uh, going through grad school and doing that, but I loved it. And then taught uh, as an adjunct, oh, I should have said teaching assistant, but then as an adjunct um, at uh, Eastern Illinois, uh, Illinois Wesleyan, uh, Illinois uh, Springfield College, as it was called, uh, for a couple years. And yeah, ended up doing this, but now I'm back to teaching again. Well, that's what I was going to say. After Harper's Weekly, um, I know you started doing history at Old Dominion University, and, and you're still doing that today, correct? Yes, that's correct. The uh, project ended. They indexed through 1912, which is when Harper's Weekly uh, essentially went out of publication. Uh, and so another company took over the selling of the databases. So that was it for my job. And, uh, but I fairly quickly got an adjunct position at, um, Old Dominion and was teaching. Actually, my background was mainly in U.S. and dissertation, although I did have a minor in British history, but I taught mainly European and then, uh, switched over to doing both that in U.S. Uh, but I've also taught at some other area schools, uh, cause Adjunct, you know, varies from uh, semester to semester. But um, at um, Virginia Wesleyan, I taught world history, which I loved, and also an upper level class on the Enlightenment, which was a very nice opportunity. And um, yeah, so I, I've, I've uh, really uh, enjoyed it. So in addition to um, your work with Old Dominion University, you also volunteer at an art gallery and you're in charge of their monthly art shows. So tell us what that experience is like. Yes, that's been wonderful. I really loved art, uh, particularly the visual arts since uh, I was a child. And my um, uh, older sister was an amateur watercolorist. Um, and I started actually when I was working with Harp Week um, a little bit of an art collection. And so some friends here knew that I liked art and the position came open at the Central Library in Virginia Beach where they have an art gallery, unusually for a library, but um, it's very nice space there. And so, um, you know, I applied for it and probably no competition, but <laughs> anyway, I got it. <laughs> and that was in 2013. And so... Um, you know, I've been doing it ever since, but I oversee an annual contest. Um, we have a committee. We choose uh, all sorts of artists in, you know, abstract and realist and fiber art and multimedia. Or, uh, um, yeah, and so all sorts. And uh, I put up the shows, work with the artists, and um, have um, just really, really loved it. And then when the library course closed during COVID, um, the librarian that I work with, uh, Sandy Hopkins, who is a good friend of mine and just excellent at her job, full of ideas, she said, let's do a virtual meet the artist and, you know, keep the art in front of people. And so we started doing that and it was um, successful. And it appears not only in the library site, but also on YouTube. So it's Virginia Beach Central Library, Meet the Artist. 
And um, last September, we returned to the gallery a month after the library opened, and we've continued to do it. Um, even though we're showing in the gallery, we continue to do it with those artists. And it's um, it's really a great way to get art uh, in front of the public. And also, a lot of people will be hesitant. They shouldn't be, but they are to go into galleries, you know, regular galleries or museums, art museums. But, um, you know, the, it's really a public library, and so a lot more people will see various types of quality art. So I really love doing that. And, of course, here on the QU campus, um, we've been doing this for a long time as the Gregg Art Gallery is located right inside of our Brenner Library. Okay, yes, yes. So... Yeah, that's a really excellent thing when uh, colleges do that, and um, you know, it's just wonderful. Well, let's take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more with Robert about his latest project that combines literature and visual arts. Stay with us. You're listening to From the Hawk's Nest. Hey, QU alum, we want to stay connected with you. Tell us what's happening in your life and your career. Let us know when you move and update your email address. Share when you change jobs, receive a promotion, or have other accomplishments and recognitions. And yes, we want to know when you get married and when you have a baby and make additions to your family. Hey, and you can always contact us just to say hello. Feel free to send pictures of yourself or others which may be of interest to the Quincy University community. Stay connected with us through various social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And welcome back to From the Hawk's Nest. I'm your host, Matt Bergman, and today we're talking with Robert Kennedy. Robert is a 1983 graduate of Quincy College and is currently a history professor at Old Dominion University, and well as doing some volunteer work for the Virginia Beach Central Library. And Robert, you've combined some interesting work in areas of study and that's resulting in a website called the Easy Chair. Tell us about that and why you started it. Yes. Um, why did I start this? Well, I love both literature, which is really a sister discipline of history, and it really gives insight, just a pleasure of reading, but also insight into human nature and society. Uh, and I also love art, as you know. And I think it was through a conversation with my niece, uh, 13 years old at the time. She's also a budding artist and also loves to read. And so this idea came up and um, her um, cousin um, agreed, actually volunteered to do the technical side. So I'm actually not doing that. I need to get up to speed on it. But um, so I post uh, reviews. This uh, began in March of 22. And, um, you know, I have a small subscriber list. But um, book reviews and uh, I post I, the visual arts features, uh, actually the type of art I collect, I like all types, but is 21st century representational. So figures and landscapes, et cetera. So I post um, 
images that I've seen on the internet, and then I give short biographical sketch of the artist. So these are current artists, links to their website uh, and galleries and so forth. Um, so hopefully it's a lot of information on both arts and literature. And I also post poetry, which I love as well. So um, we're coming up on about 25 weeks of uh, post. What do you do um, when you want to accomplish with this site? So what does it offer that, that you're hoping to get to in the next um, year or so? Um, well, I love, uh, well, again, I love both of those things and I want to share the love of doing that, but I also like to share information. I mean, part of teaching, you're always learning, but you're also sharing what you've learned. And so I'm trying to share what I believe are quality works of literature and I think only one book I've reviewed has, is a current book. Most of them are um, mid-20th century or 19th century and a variety. Spanish authors, um, Italian, American, British. Um, next week's will be a Japanese author um, in all different categories. And to convey to people that there's a lot of good quality work in both visual arts and also in literature that they may not be aware of. And if uh, folks want to check out the website, uh, we can put the address in our uh, show notes. So um, what, what is that address? Yes, it's the easychair.com with hyphens uh, between the words. So it's the hyphen easy hyphen chair.com. Um, and as I said, there is, uh, you know, you can subscribe to it or just, you know, check it out periodically. Um, it has updated, um, so far about every week since March. Uh, I have a very busy semester, so that may slow down a bit, but there's already quite a bit there and you can also get links not only, um, in the text, but also, um, there's a separate resources page as well. Wonderful. Well, let's reflect about your early days at QU and to today. What are some ways that your experience at QU prepared you and motivated you to continue your education and your service? Um, Well, I've already talked about how it was really a major turning point in history of returning to an early love of history and pursuing a career in that which has gone in directions that I had not envisioned, but they've been very wonderful directions. And so I really owe Quincy College a lot for that. Uh, Quincy University, sorry, it was college when I was there. Um, And also I joined a service organization, Circle K. um, And I had been, as I mentioned, very shy, but that really helped me emerge as it was and gain uh, some leadership uh, ability and, you know, public speaking as well. And also while doing really good service, actually while I was there and even before, 
I was an award-winning club, and I ended up being uh, eventually the district uh, governor. But um, a lot of good friends, a lot of good service, and it was just um, uh, also training for me personally. It was just a wonderful experience. What sort of advice would you have for your fellow alums? Oh, I hesitate to give people advice, I have to say. Um, um, well, to value the, the um, experience that they have had at uh, Quincy University, to pursue uh, good things in life, and um, to do well uh, by others. I think those are some excellent words to live by. Robert, thank you so much for being our guest on today's show. Thank you very much, Matt. It's been my pleasure. And be sure to tune in next time for another episode of From the Hawk's Nest, where we talk to alums, Franciscan friars, faculty, staff, and students at Quincy University to hear about their QU journey. I'm Matt Bergman, and it's always a great day to be a hawk.